Just Fury. Not Nicholas. Not Nick. Just Fury. For years, you've been avoiding Earth. I have called for your help plenty of other times, and you've been pretty content to let those calls go straight to voicemail. Yeah, well, this is different. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. How much do you know about your security detail? What do you mean, how much do I know about it? Just Call Me Fury. Secret Invasion Classified. Fury? We gotta be very careful now. shape for this fight that lies before us. This is just the beginning. This is my war. Alone. And I'm the last person standing between them and what they really want. And what is that? Welcome, gang, to the latest episode of Just Call Me Fury, Secret Invasion, Classified. Maybe it should have stayed classified, who knows. I am your host, David Zinni, your Master of Ceremonies. And with me, our fill-in co-host, um, the idea is the rest of the year, and then we'll see where, you know, Mark is just in general. Uh, miss you, buddy. Your friend of mine, Kyle Wagner. Kyle, how's it going, pal? Well, we'll find out at the end of this episode because I have a feeling people are going to think I'm a scroll by the end of this episode. Uh, you know what? People are going to think of me as that prophesier with that, you know, the end is coming and yelling in the corner because, my God, Marvel, what in the hell was that? Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm going to say this. All right, uh, go I'm ahead. Going to for those of you who listen to me on the Fandom Podcast Network mm-hmm. um, and our and our Marvel show over there, True Believers, yeah. I made a very strong statement on that episode with Mr. Kevin Reitzel. Kevin Reitzel, my, my co-founder of the Fandom Podcast Network, has been out basically on Secret Invasion since maybe episode three. He just, he, he, and he, he was a trooper and he finished it up with me. I love Marvel. I love he was the a MCU. trooper, but it, but it clocked out. Is that yeah. what Yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. love Marvel. I love the MCU. I think overall, the MCU is one of the most successful things that has ever been done in the history of Hollywood. It was incredibly ambitious. I think it exceeded everybody's expectations. But I'm also going on the record right now. It's been spinning its wheels. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that point later after we talk. Mm. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. The final episode of Secret Invasion is the worst thing the MCU has ever done. 
I cannot period. disagree with that. I cannot is, disagree with that. And let me, let, me, let me justify my position here. It is lazy writing. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's as our pastor Deadpool would say, that's lazy writing. Well, it's it's that. It's taking a show that had the a ton of potential and having no freaking idea which direction they wanted to take it. Right. And it it committed one of the worst crimes that any movie can or TV show can do. By the end of it, except for one person, it made you not care about the characters in the show. Yeah, that's true. I will say this. Look, I, I loved the idea of getting something Nick Fury-centric. You know, get that wretched taste of uh, when Nick Fury was white or when he was Hasselhoff. Ugh. Get that out of our eyeballs, just washed away. I was very excited about that. But by the end of this, by the end of this blase invasion, ugh, um, I, I was like, how, Marvel? How? How could you take a guy where in that post credit scene in the very first Iron Man, you know the one, where he's talking about a certain initiative, and we all were like, yes, yes, right? How could you take that and take me to a place where now I don't give a rat's ass about Nick Fury? Okay, so I'm going to get on the soapbox for a minute about this. because Okay, go ahead. I don't want to go into a deep dive of what happens in those two episodes. It's not worth it. They were both way too short, and they were they were both it, episode five. The way episode five ended, I actually had a little hope for the finale. Mm-hmm. Oh, the I, the whole harvest and vile thing, you mean? And because that's something Fury would do. That, that I don't is, even question. Yeah, that. that is something Fury would do. And the fact that it felt like you know here he's got a new the fresh eye patch on. He's been thrown on the long leather coat. Okay. He's getting back to being Fury. And then you get this finale that just makes absolutely zero sense. And it's just absolutely not even thought out. Now, before I get into my problems with this... By the way, gang, yeah, we were not going into, for uh, this last show, we were not going into the single episodes mainly because um uh well they suck yeah but we're, gonna talk about we're, we're just gonna talk about our feelings right now so yeah before i get into the my negatives okay. i do want to throw out a couple some positives of this show because I, there are some things that were positive in this show i think Fallsworth would be one of them Olivia, that is number one. Olivia Coleman as Sonya Fallsworth is number one with a bullet in this show. As far as every time she was on my screen, I was smiling, I was enjoying it, I was laughing, I was shocked. I just, from if she was the highlight of this show, and what I hope the future is for her character is to become the counterbalance 
to Julia Louise Dreyfus's Val character. Mm -hmm. I would love to see those two playing mental chess with each other. Hell, I'd rather, I'd rather have. I'm glad you brought that up, that particular point, right? Mm -hmm. Because I would rather have more of Olivia Coleman, Sonia Falsworth, than I, uh, you know, um, um, you know. Allegra de Fontaine and uh, and go. Why the fuck is Elaine in my in my Marvel? Well, I, I I think I think I can I can roll with that a little bit because if if they if they considering I think they're both going to be a big part of the political thriller aspect of the MCU. Right. I, to see those two kind of go head to head against each other is something I, I would be very much down for. I'm just throwing. Throwing that out there right now. Okay, all right. I I just have a little trouble adjusting to after years of Seinfeld. You're like, wait, oh, why man. is Elaine showing up in projects? Yeah, no, I get it, but still, I mean, Julia Louise Drivers is a phenomenal actor. I'd have no, I'd have the same reaction if for some goddamn reason we get to X Men, whenever that is, and Kramer shows up as multiple men. Oh, yeah, you won't see him. Please don't even. I love Madrox, so yeah, no. Um, I know, but it's the same fear. All right, same but, but reaction. There's two other. There's two other people I want to highlight in this. Sure, go ahead. Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn as Talos was fantastic yet again. Didn't uh, like how they handled his character. Wasted, the the... but yeah. But he was phenomenal in this. Uh, he was phenomenal. The biggest highlight is um, the uh, train sequence. I think it was episode two, right? Wasn't it? When uh, Talos and Fury are talking. Yep. I mean, the the real highlight here, just so this doesn't become a negative shit show, you know, much like these last two episodes, but the real highlight here is the dialogue is spot on and and pretty timely and shockingly relevant. Well, so that which leads me to my third and final true positive of this show. All right, Kingsley Benadir as Gravik. Or or let's just say Ken, if you saw a Barbie movie. Yeah, he he was phenomenal in this show. He Unfortunately, was. Yeah. What they did with his character towards the end goes back to the lazy writing. It wasn't his fault. He, he right. put it in no. a phenomenal no, it was, performance it was, in the show. Look, it was none of these people's fault for the lazy writing in this. So, that that turns me to the problems of Secret Invasion. Ooh, the fun. The, the so, juice is definitely worth the squeeze in this episode, kids. Oh well, and, and I'm going to go a little bit across the board, and then we'll get into episode six because that's that's the biggest cry foul of all of it. But I want to get into the overall things okay. that not, not that the whole now, series. Wait, is out. do you do you want to highlight the thing that makes no sense coming out of episode five? Well, there, there's several things that make no sense coming well, out. Well, no, of no, five. I know, but let's highlight the one. Okay, so big you, one. what is the one that you're highlighting? Just make sure we're on the same page. Harvest. Okay, the harvest. Okay, the harvest makes sense. 
What doesn't make sense... In what universe? Because everything in one vial, wouldn't that be contaminated blood across the board? Yeah, but I, I can I can I can let that go and roll with it because of it's it's comic book technology. And I'm I'm just I'm just gonna roll that's one of those times where you just gotta let it go. It's uh, comic book technology. I guess but but, 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 but but no. Here here okay, so here's my problem with the harvest. Sure. Is that it's not so much that that it's all together in that one vial because I'm sure there's ways to there's ways to separate it out out within again comic book technology fine I can roll with that right the problem with the harvest is what it ends up creating and the huge and I mean huge problem it has created in the MC, for the MCU because it has created a galactus size problem in the MCU it has literally okay I'm just gonna say and you and I both know how certain people have been, you know, Mary Sue complaining about a certain movie and a certain character. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're still doing that after this, shut up. So Just shut up. Because I'm sorry, they have literally taken... The Mary Sue overused trope and gone to the maximum extreme with it. So, uh, again, well, then, yeah. Uh, so, so okay. So, so, so let's let's cro- let's cross this bridge. Is it okay? This is the this is the biggest issue. Well, so many people have with episode six was. The creation of these super scrolls that were beyond super, they might as well call them the ultimate scrolls because you you end up having it be Gravik and Gaia, who's making herself appear as Nick Fury, to become these ultimate things. And yeah, there's so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, hang on, something I'm gonna get off my chest with uh, with the whole, you know. Um, uh, graphic and fury, and of course, it ended up graphic and not fury, right? Mm-hmm. And something the director was talking about, you know, post mortem on this thing. This was all about settling uh, differences between fury and graphic. And it didn't. It didn't. You didn't do shit with that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, again, that goes back to Ryan. We'll get to, we'll get we'll get to that. Point. All right, all let's, right, all right, all right. Let's let's, let's just go with the super scroll aspect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a decision that was made. I am by several people, and I'm going to throw director, writer, Kevin Feige, producers, all under the bus here. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good. They they all had this toy. They decided they wanted to play with. And let's say, how many powers can we mix in and have these effects? Well, not only did you mix in way too many powers, way too many powerful characters, you gave them such cheap-ass CGI. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. You wasted it. Uh-huh. Add to the fact that you now have a character who is so ultra-powerful and who, for over half this series was questionable her in her allegiances at best. Yep. And there is no way Nick Fury would have sent Gaia 
knowing that she would probably end up this way when it's somebody he doesn't believe he could trust. Right, and if exactly. Tell, if you're going to honestly tell me that Nick Fury felt he could trust Gaia, then that's a totally change in the Nick Fury character that we've seen for the last 10 plus years. Exactly. So, and I know that the idea, part of the idea of this series was to have a different type of Nick Fury, and they did, but there's certain things that just, no, you're pushing it too far. So now you have this character in Gaia running around the MCU with Sonya Fallsworth, who basically can just take out anybody she wants to because she's stronger than the most established superhero in the MCU right now, Captain Marvel. Because right. she has the exact same powers, plus the Hulk and all this other other stuff. Now, I will say this. Yeah, uh, hang on. You know what it was giving me PTSD of? What's that? Okay. I'm going to go to a universe that's uh, dead. All right? By them doing this, okay, if you, if you are, like I was saying, taking to the extreme maximum effort the Mary Sue trope and giving me PTSD flashbacks to when the human torch kicked Dr. Doom's ass at one time, that's not good. Well, so here, here's what I'm going to say. We're about to find out a lot about the about Marvel writers going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because let's be, I'm going to be honest with you here. Okay, go ahead. There's a real easy way to fix this problem. And, uh, and, say the machine is causing Gaia's health to deteriorate. Well, no, it's it's, it's not even that. Oh, you know, because that's a card they could play to get out well, that's of this a card, mess. That's a card they could play, but I think I think what it what 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 they could say is without even doing a health thing. It's just it was too much DNA and too powerful. She her her body could not contain all of that DNA, and asked and she's lost certain power, certain powers have eroded away because it was it, it was too much. Yeah. She's lost. It could. It wasn't. It was too much to be a permanent solution. Maybe she's held on to a few powers as the Super Scroll. Maybe she holds on to Extremis. Maybe she holds on to a few other other things. But right. that's how you get out of this. You depower her through a natural natural way, just saying, you know, science. It was too much. It, or you know, it just wasn't. She. They weren't exposed long enough with that much DNA to have it be a permanent. Thing. Oh, if only we had a another. A uh, character who could easily uh, solve this situation. Oh yeah, we don't because you know the MCU is basically fiddle farting around on X Men. We could have Rogue solve this in five seconds. Well, well, I, I think that would even get a little complex, and I would I don't want to see that. There is a there is a character floating around in the Marvel universe who I think could fix this, but yeah. I don't think they'll play that card. Uh, who? Well, if they bring her back in an upcoming show like they're talking about, I think, yeah, Wanda could probably... Oh, Wanda? Weigh her powers. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But, I mean, or if you you bring it on a cosmic scale, she comes across somebody like Galactus or 
one of the Celestials or something like that, they could probably use powers too. Yeah, if they ever address the Celestial mess again. But, so th- there's that. And yep. th- this everything that was done with the Super Scroll and how that went down was crap. And then she wins by blowing out Gravik's chest, yet we have it established Gravik has Extremis. And we've seen people with Extremis have their chest blown out by handguns, granted, but still recover. So there was a lot of just laziness and not thinking with that. Right, yeah, yeah. Just If I talk about through. it more, I'm just going to get more annoyed and irritated. No, 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 dude. No, no, so, don't worry about it. So what I want to go back to, though, here, David, is what I think was the biggest problem with, with Secret Invasion as through a whole yeah. was that I think they had a lot of ideas they wanted to work with. I actually, at the beginning, like the idea of a Fury who has been changed and affected from the blip. Oh, yeah. And from everything that's gone on. Mm-hmm. And I even like the idea of introducing him having a wife. Right. Now, again, let me add something here, right? You're saying of, of, of Fury post-blip. I'm just, I'm just going to say, as much as I agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. I think had we not had the last few years that we did, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say the word because we all know it, yeah, whatever. But had we not had the last few years we did, I think I'd be, as a viewer of the MCU, a little more open to having the MCU uh, do that, right? Okay, so so I, I get. You where see com- what I mean, though? Yeah, but I get where you're coming from. So now, now hear me out on on this. Mm-hmm. I think telling Fury's story and his effective, how he was affected by the blip being kind of the last story that Marvel really even mentions the blip with kind of closes the chapter on the blip. Oh, I don't, I don't even think they'll close it because the blip might as well be the MCU equivalent of the Skywalker box syndrome. Okay. Well, but hear me out. Hear me, hear all me right, out. All let right. Me, let me finish. Let me finish my thought process. Okay. All right. If done right, they Which could clearly made... this wasn't. Which clearly, but they could have made this okay. Now, this is really closing everything that was on the chapter of the blip and everything, and we're moving forward from here. Mm-hmm. But instead, what they did was they introduced some great concepts, but they tried to do too much and they couldn't decide on the direction they were going into. If this show would have been okay, we have the scroll thing going, great, okay, that makes sense. That's right, that's yeah, your main yeah. plot thread. Your secondary plot thread is this fury who. Is quite who's questionable, and we don't quite. He's going through some things and sorting out. We get introduced to his wife. If we get more flashbacks and backstory with the history of his wife than mm-hmm. compared to what we got, to where we actually care about that relationship, because they never gave us a chance to even get invested into that. Relationship. No, no, that that's well, that's also part of the annoyance, Kyle, with uh, six goddamn episodes well, to tell this thing. But, well, that, that's coming up. That's going to be one of my next points, and I know you have thoughts on that. So I figured, yes. We could, if you if you can narrow this story down a little bit to where your plot lines are the scroll thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Earth's response to the scroll. 
how Earth is getting manipulated by the Skrull situation, and fear and and telling the story of Fury finding himself again, mm-hmm. where you have and you give him you give him a team, and you don't have to give him Avengers, you don't have to get, but you give him Talos through the whole thing, you give him his wife through the whole thing, you right. give him Maria Hill. Even if the whole thing. Well, not even with Maria Hill. Even if the, it's a fake out where he they fake her death, and she comes back late in later later episodes for the right. finale. You have him have that kind of spy team around him going on to help him reach reach things. Mm-hmm. I can roll with it, but they didn't. And the problem was they had all these ideas with no direction. That's true. That's true. And, um, and, and that's. And that's the crime. And by having all these ideas that I think if they're more streamlined and more well thought out, then great. You probably have something there. But they didn't. And it was just, it felt like each episode was paint by numbers. We really don't know what direction we're going in. It was. You want, Okay. Let's go over the one thing. Well, there's several things that are wrong with this, but... The one thing that makes absolutely no sense, and I, and I think if this turns out to be publicly right, okay, then I think it fundamentally changes in the most god-awful way possible any, any relationship of, say, you know, Tony Stark and Rhodey oh, that wait, was... Wait. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know where you're going. That was... Well, but that was from Iron Man Two forward, right? I, I want you. I want you to pump the. Just let me pump the brakes for you for just one minute. All right, I, all right, all right, all right. I have something. I have. I have something else that ties into that thought process, David. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got to get to that though. Oh well, we are going to get to that. Don't. Yeah. Bear with me here, because right. my, my puzzle pieces are coming together. All right. All right. So. The other crime. Remember what I said earlier. One of the biggest crimes of this show was by the end of it, you didn't, you didn't feel invested in the characters. Yeah, I did. Or I do. Yes. One of the things that is a crime of that too is you have this. This show not only did you not get invested in the characters, it didn't make death matter. You had Maria Hill get killed, and there was no emotional weight to it. At all. Well, I'm sorry. That's in the show. No, no. That's just the nature of, and I'm talking about the through line of, of um, you know, just not not so much MCU, but we've seen it with other Marvel properties that were purview to Kevin Feige's MCU, right? Like with uh, you know Agents of Shield. This is the Marvel fake death universe. Nobody dies. Your stakes are meaningless. Well, but they they were that was amplified by a thousand in this series. That's oh, it was. It was. I, I'm just saying of the example there, right? The well, but... on, the only time I gave credit to uh, counter that argument was Feige, who I you know have. A very mixed relationship with. I don't treat him like an omnipotent god like some people do, and especially not after this series. But 
you know, um, a lot of what I appreciate and I give him credit for is he stuck to his guns and Phil has stayed fucking dead since 2012. Yeah, and he and that's the thing. Agents of Shield has been kind of retconned out of the situation. So, well, Kevin Feige, I, I it, think it was also retconned out of uh, the MCU, even if it wasn't in the rearview mirror. You retconned it out, and that's well, only because the conversation you and I were talking about last episode, where you know Talos was basically um, telling Fury as to. All your advancements in Shield, we did that. Well, so so here here we'll just, I'm just gonna say this, and because there's a rabbit hole we could go down that would just go in a bad direction, right? But you know, but you know what I mean. I feel like that yeah. conversation kind of retcon Shield. Well, yeah, because let's 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 be honest. All of those of you who are screaming about Agents of Shield, and I love Agents of Shield. I'm gonna I'm not I love the show. I love Everything, a lot of things it did. I'll give him credit. It did Inhumans better than that god-awful series did. But here's the thing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And for those of you who truly know and understand the history of the MCU and the history of Marvel Studios, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was designed to be a complementary show to the MCU. It was. And then it became, it got turned into a weapon. Between in a feud between Kevin Feige and Ike Perlmutter, and Ike Perlmutter t- turned Agents of Shield into a weapon and uh-huh. basically said, "This is my f you to you, Kevin Feige. I'm making this show. I'm doing things with this show to screw up plans you have." And we all know how that relationship ended. Yeah, and it didn't let's say it didn't end well for Ike. Let's just put no, it that way. It di- didn't Ike lose his position like a month or so ago? Oh well, but, no, it was he lost it around the time Iger left. The first not time. a little bit before. The first, the first time. time. Before yeah. we got that Bob to electric. Yeah. So 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 let's so taking that off the field. Bill Colson's death meant something. There's been other deaths in the MCU that have meant something. Right. Yeah. You could have to- Tony and now look, because of a certain choice here, Tony's I feel is under threat. Okay, so well, let's let's work into that. So uh, I know, I know. I'm just saying you're talking about. No, I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about to talk about it. So again, this show committed the crime of taking away emotional weight from characters it because did. it couldn't decide on its direction. Yeah, it did. Which leads us to Colonel James Rhodes. Oh God, the, the look. Okay. So so okay, I just I just gotta say this. Hold on, all right. Mm-hmm. Don Cheadle, who is a brilliant actor, at least have more to do here than his little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which made no sense whatsoever. So I'm gonna tap into something here. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh, uh, well, it actually. His appearance makes sense in certain aspects of it, but for the most part, yeah, it doesn't. There's well, other. Yeah, it was kind so, of random, so, though. So here, here is my issue. All right. Obviously, one, they pro- they projected it way too much that he was a scroll. Yeah. That was problem number one. They could, it. I think most people thought about it and realized it because of just 
the nature of the show and what was going on with it, it wasn't too hard to figure out. But then they just really kind of like projected it way too. Well, out. and also they had to do something because they. W- this is not the comic storyline of right. the scrolls. So, herein lies the problem. And I think that dinner conversation with with uh, Rhodey and or Scrody and Fury, yeah, was pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think a lot of things there, but here is my problem right now. So, in okay. the final episode, when they're rescuing the people in New Scrollos that have been captured. Right. And you yeah, see yeah. Martin Freeman you see Martin Freeman's character character there of Everett Ross, which mm-hmm. I am convinced he was captured after Black Panther will come forever. I, I think that probably, yeah. That was, that then was they pull out up. but then then we see Rhodey and they and we see Rhodey he can't stand and they say he's been there for a very long time. Now there's two ways to look at this. And when when I look at this. Okay. You and this. Uh, I'm going to start with my personal opinion before I get into what has been just recently said by the director of the show, which has me through the roof. But yeah, me too, because it, it's stupid and undercuts so, a lot of shit that the movies well, actually so, did. So, so I look at it at this point. There's one of two points we could say Rhodey was captured. Okay. He was either captured after the events of Civil War. Before, Just because of the hospital gown, right? Well, the hospital gown in his legs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or he was captured shortly after Endgame. And that the roadie we saw in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the scroll. Okay, alright. Uh, you know, I would feel a little bit better because you're not undercutting, you know, um, uh, Rhodey's reaction to Tony dying or anything like that, their friendship or anything. Uh, so, if it were shortly after Endgame, I would okay, feel so, a tad bit better there. If it were yeah. after Civil War, yeah, Marvel, that is that is shoehorning the likes okay. that Star Wars has done real well. Okay, so a couple of points here. Sure. If it was after Civil War, I think it's a poor decision for obvious reasons. It is. However, yeah. wait, let me but let me finish because. One of the things they did establish in this show was that the scrolls who were connected to a human also got all their emotion, emotions and memories. So I think it's 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 a crap it's crap writing. I'm, I'm going to say it right now, mm-hmm. but it lets them still say, "Oh well, even though it was the scroll, the reaction would have been equal to what Rhodey's was because that scroll was channeling all of his memories and emotions." Uh. Now, now again, I think that's. That's crap. I think the way to go is to have it be Rhodey got taken in by the scrolls sometime after, before Falcon and Winter and Soldier, but after Endgame. Right. Now yeah. this, if I if I am Kevin Feige right now, I am taking this director of Secret Invasion after his most recent comments about how people are reacting to the show and how people are especially reacting to the roadie situation where he's saying, well, I really don't know. It could be either or, or it could be this. We're gonna, we're, we haven't decided yet and stuff like that. If I am Kevin Feige, I am taking this director. And first Please of all, say I'm you're getting him, them the hell out. Well, first of all, I'm telling him you're not touching another Marvel project again, period. No, no, no. I mean, for God's sake, I take the Russos over this idiot. Second of all, I would say, 
I don't care what you think you know or what you don't know. You do, you do not comment on things like that. That is not your place to comment on things like that. Right, right. Uh, you know, when the director was saying those, I could literally hear the fire start to crackle. I, I would it, much, I would much rather have it be, because the one thing about this whole aspect, and it's something I actually, I give credit to mm-hmm. the, the people above, like a Feige and some of those people above. Yeah. This sets up a great premise for Armor Wars. And it makes it better. I think I think it makes a great premise for Armor Wars in this aspect because they're changing Armor Wars to a film. So, right. So hear me out. Okay. Armor Wars is again, you can't tell the actual comic book story because of what has happened in the MCU. No, 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 no. You have but, but, to you have to change a lot of that comic book. But Here's how you do it, David. If, if it's me, at any rate. So you have a scroll roadie that's been around, even whether he whether he was after Endgame or whatever. That scroll roadie could have easily sold off Iron Man technology. And then actual roadie's trying to get it back. So actual roadie, now you're dealing with a storyline of however long he's missed, and you know what? I'd much rather them just leave it a mystery until Armor Wars comes out and then answer that question because then it gives at least you have something that's okay. We're gonna get this answer in Armor Wars. Well, that, honestly, that's... if Feige have more control over his directors, well, because yeah, so, clearly with this one he did not. Well, this, this, then this that back... would be would have been answered in Armor Wars. Well, but I think that still will get answered in Armor Wars because we don't have a definitive answer yet. We're we're getting led down some bullshit road ideas right now, but I don't. No, think we we, have, we don't have answers. We have deflection. And, and, and unless I hear it out of Kevin Feige's mouth or Don Cheadle's mouth, I ain't believing it until I actually see it on screen. Yeah, I don't even think Feige would tell Cheadle to be honest. Well, I think Cheadle will know by the time Armor Wars starts filming. Well, yeah, but he'll know on set. And he'll be honest. He'll be on such a tight lip NDA. Right. <laughs> you know, but so you so better not make... have Mark Ruffalo come visit that yeah. unless you want but the this, damn then, thing but spoiled. This, but but then this makes Armor Wars interesting because now you have a roadie who is trying to preserve the legacy of Tony Stark mm-hmm. and yet still going through his own emotional shit because who knows how much time he's actually and how much he's actually missed. Right. So I think that gives a very interesting premise for Armor Wars, especially considering you're bringing back one of my favorite Marvel bad, quote unquote bad guys in Justin Hammer for Armor Wars. Yeah. So I give them some credit there, but ultimately at, at the end of the day, though, with Secret Invasion, it's just, it's sloppy, it's messy, it's incomplete. And it does the greatest disservice of all. And I understand that right now the Marvel Universe is like, this wraps up, but it's still going to have things that go on to the next thing. Right, yeah, yeah. In this, in this case, they didn't wrap up shit. Yeah, and that's now true. They put, that they is put true. The weight, they put the weight of onto the next thing, which is the Marvels. Which I'm going to be honest with you, David. I thought the trailer was very fun. The new trailer, 
I was actually like, this could be a fun move. You know, now hold on, hold on. You bring up a good point, and it's one of the two remaining ones I want to transition into. It is glaringly, 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 painfully obvious that Secret Invasion was going to be a movie and then got reworked into a show that had nothing to do with Carol whatsoever. And I I propose this in hypothetical what this should have been. And and of course we can change this based on how we see the Marvels in November or whenever the hell it gets here. But I would say the first four episodes of Secret Invasion, you know, the actual interesting ones, right? I have a feeling that would have been the first act of whatever we're getting from the Marvels. So, okay. So, let me... And I only say that based on the... If you go to the last episode of Secret Invasion, right? Yeah. The... Where Fury's talking with his wife, Priscilla, or now that, you know, scrolls are out in uh, Vara, um, that the Kree are open to peace talks. Yeah. So, right? oh, yeah. So, let me, let me, let me, twofold here. So, I'll get yeah. you, I'll get your point about Secret Invasion movie because we had a conversation about that. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But this movie now, what has happened in Secret Invasion has bringing all this weight now onto the Marvel's film, which, as I said, the trailer looked a lot of fun. Because it did, yeah. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Amandalani is a treasure and deserves protection. Damn it. Okay, okay. So, and you just you hit on my key point. Amandalani, and what I've seen of the of the trailer and some of the shots, she is bringing an energy to that project that I think has let, from what I've seen in the trailers, has also helped greatly Brie Larson become a little bit more malleable with the Carol Danvers character. Yeah. That, that I, the Carol I, Danvers character is not... I think up. that also is, is uh, coming... To... <sighs> I think that is also the distance from Endgame... And I also think it's the distance from having it's the distance of having new writers on the Marvels compared to well, them. yeah, and also the reason I say distance from Endgame is clearly Endgame. Uh, look, the reason people came out with a negative feel for Captain Marvel, you know, aside from you know the the you know obviously sexist morons that are on Twitter, I don't give a shit. But Endgame didn't do any favors whatsoever to uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, who's one of my favorite characters, all right? I will openly say it. I don't give a shit who's listening. Captain Marvel's one of my favorite characters. And Endgame didn't do a damn thing to, um, you know, put this character up. Because let's be honest... Feige and his brass of millions were too busy running a goddamn victory lap, put, patting yourselves on the back, 
Well, a couple of things with that. One is, and I don't think this is, and I think people are, are way too harsh on Brie Larson in this aspect. Oh, they are, yeah. But, but, but let me explain why. Sure. She was doing filming for Endgame while she was doing filming for Captain Marvel. So she's trying to figure out the character while still trying to do the character in two totally different time periods. That was another part of the problem. The other part of the problem, and I will say this, I I, I, I like Brie Larson. Other people have their opinions on them, and they're entitled to their opinion. But she did not do herself any favors in the way she worded some comments about certain topics before the original Captain Marvel came out. Oh, are you referring to those? Yeah, and I'm just saying... I'm not saying... I'm just saying... Yeah, she, but you and I know... help herself. You and I know two things are true, right? Mm-hmm. One, people twist shit all the time. Look at how people put... Look at how people twisted Mark Hamill's words into goddamn pretzels over the I'm, years. I'm, I'm going to be honest right now. Look how people are twisting Stephen Amell's words right now. Oh, uh, that's a perfect example, right? But the second thing is... Um, well, uh, the second thing is also a, a fundamental truth that people don't want to listen to, but I will, I will burst your little delusional bubble right now. She's 100% right. Uh, but again, it's, 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 it's how you word it and what, and how, how, you got to sometimes read the room. No, I, I look, I agree on that fundamental level. So, all, but all she's things, also she's also right. I'm not I'm not saying she's not right or wrong. I'm what I'm saying though is she didn't she didn't read the room properly in how to express it at the time. Right. Now, uh, again, I but I credit that to the fact that she had just freshly come into this this huge juggernaut of a of a franchise. Yeah. So, but not to get sidetracked. So what I'm what I'm upset about what this movie has done, sure, is it's put a lot of weight onto this Marvel's film, which now from is going oh, to have series. You mean? No, Mar the the Marvel's movie. Oh. What Secret Invasion? What the what the laziness of Secret Invasion has done is put yeah, all the, the series. On the, you called it a movie for a second. Yeah. Well, I meant the movie, the Marvel. Right. The yeah, yeah. Face I know it's it's left it to clean up a lot of messes. Mm-hmm. And it's also supposedly going to clean up things from even possibly WandaVision and Endgame as well, and the original Captain Marvel film. So all of a sudden, the Marvels has all this ton of weight on it when it shouldn't have. You should be yeah, using it. Yeah, it Marvel really shouldn't thing. have. So, and, and here's my thing. And by the way, WandaVision was great. What the hell was there to clean up? Well, I think it's more of the dealing with um, Monica's character. Some things with Monica's character. Yeah, I can... Uh, okay, I, now that I think about that in that Randall Park moment, yeah, that makes sense. So, he, here's the thing that I expected for coming... When Secret Invasion came, was announced and knowing how they were going to change it, I did not expect Secret Invasion to end with everything tied up in a bow. I, I, I honestly did I figured there would be plot lines that would carry over. Some that would carry over to the Marvels just because of the skull aspect of this. Mm-hmm. But I also thought there's enough political stuff going on with the show that it would affect both the new Captain America film, which it still could, yeah. and it could, and then also the Thunderbolts film. Yeah. 
Now, and it's but, still, it, I think events of this was still good, and obviously Armor Wars with the roadie aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yep, yep. But the, pro- but, but the problem is, this show didn't take care of a single plot thread. No, it left it didn't. everything to be dealt with by something else. Right. And that's, 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 that's just, ter- that's terrible. That, that's, that is, that's that, lazy. That, that basically, that, that basically took the show and you go, what was the point of this? Right. That's, that's lazy. If the whole point shit. of this show is to carry on stories to other places to be wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And that, and that and the point of the show is you're going to go back and look on it after five different projects have come out and you're going to look at it in a totally different light. That's crap. Yeah, and I can guarantee you, no one's going to do that. Right. And because people are so turned off by what this show was, who's going to want to revisit it? Right. Which comes to what you were addressing earlier. I have come to the conclusion that at least with six episode shows that Disney does, with maybe... If I, if I, I think Loki was six, and Loki might be the one exception to it. Uh, I, wasn't Loki more than six? I might have been eight. Um, let me just hit the magical button here and see. The... Quick, consult the book of Google. It was Loki season one was six episodes, but Loki. I think they had always kind of planned for Loki to be TV and be like a miniseries kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and they didn't even plan for a season two, but shockingly, we're getting one. Well, because I mean, I, I the character so popular. I I think that was kind of in the back pocket. Right. 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 Don't give me. A I think there's a majority, but my theory is this, and David, I think you'll agree with me. Okay. I think that the majority of stuff. Disney has done that has been six episodes within not only just the Marvel universe, but within the Star Wars universe as well. And a couple other things they've done. Mm-hmm. I think all of those projects were originally written as films. And the reason why I say that is there was a lot of talk going in that apparently Disney said that every episode of secret invasion would at least be 50 minutes to an hour. Well, that didn't turn out to be the case. No, it did not. I truly feel the most shining two examples of this problem are Secret Invasion and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the aspect of these shows, both of those shows were written to be movies because we know that there was always plans for an Obi-Wan film. Right, yeah. There were plans for an Obi-Wan film going as far back as when they bought it in 2012, I believe, wasn't there? So, yeah, well, but I mean, they had that whole script right about the time that Iger took the lightsaber, and then they canceled like the Boba Fett film. Right, yeah, I yeah. Think I think eventually got turned that. into yeah, Book of yeah. Boba Fett and yeah. things like all of those, all of these shows I think were originally written as films, and they said, well, we need content for the streamer, and I think and so I think then it was like, okay, well, we're going to, and we need to get content now. So we're going to take these things that we already have kind of floating around, mm-hmm. make some adjustments to them and break them up so they become streaming events. Right. And do it that way. And make these six episode shows that feel incomplete, like they're missing pieces, and that they feel rushed and just not ready for prime time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I would have even been David. I would have even been fine if they would have taken Obi Wan Kenobi and Secret Invasion and just said, "Okay, it's a it's a two hour twenty minute movie, but we're putting it on Disney Plus," and with the understanding of what was going on with this kind of stuff, I would much rather have that than what we got with those with the messes that and issues that both of those shows had. See, I'm gonna be counter on that. You, I had you had me when you said it should have been a movie, but you lost me the minute you said on Disney Plus because well, well, I, 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 you will never hear me say that in a movie in the same goddamn sentence. Well, but what I'm saying though is I would have rather what I'm you're missing the, the point of it is I'm making I'd rather have them do it that way. Than no, get them I see out. I see exactly what you mean. So right. You'd rather so, have it that way than the schlock we just got with Secret Invasion. Right. So I think I think that's the other thing, which it's going which kind of leads me to my final point about what I think I honestly am very curious to see if Secret Invasion is going to be the boiling point and turning point for them to say and I think it I think it's already started. I'm going to be honest with you. I do think there's a start to this. Already. It probably has, yes. Because of comments Bob Iger has made and comments Kevin Feige has made that I... Let, let me... I, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Whenever I think of the Bob Iger comments, the I words know. keep floating in my mind. Bob, shut up. Uh, shut no, up. In the aspect of Bob has talked about how especially the MCU became too much about the TV and an that that needs to change. An interesting turn of phrase considering he's the um, he's the dill hole who started this Disney Plus thing. Yeah, but I think, I think he had a different plan for it than what it got turned into by Bob Chapek as yeah, well. Well, it kind of it kind of started rolling even when Iger was still there so technically it's still on him. Oh. So, 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 but yeah, on him, but here's what I'll notice. And okay. This is what I, this is what I think we're talking about with quality. And I, and I, I use the MC, I use the MCU more just because there was a little bit more planned out for the MCU with Disney Plus than I think the, it was after Star Wars. The planned out amp output, yeah. Go ahead. So, I think you look at the early pro MCU projects that they went to Disney Plus. When you look at WandaVision, you look at Falcon Winter Soldier and you look at Loki. Yeah. To me, all three of those projects, if nothing else, truly do feel like they're part of the MCU. There's an aspect to them of you feel like there's some connective tissue there. Yeah. Especially, I, I just rewatched Falcon and Winter Soldier recently, and I, I had that feeling, even though I'm watching a series. It still felt like, okay, this is something that's a greater part of the MCU. I think sometime after Loki, with maybe the exception of Hawkeye, every other MCU project that's been on Disney Plus has just felt a little disconnected. Like, yeah, they're no, not quite I, sure what they're I, I doing. I can see today. that. I can see that. And now, it also, you know... Um, has felt disconnected in the sense that, you know, the only thing that actually felt, well, the only, 
we'll see after Loki season two, so I'm kind of leaving that one in limbo. The only two that felt relevant to uh, the actual films they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Have been, for me anyway, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. I think I think Loki is relevant as well. Well, like I said, we'll leave that because you're inserting Loki season two and because certain things may may or may not majorly change along the way. I'm kinda kinda leaving that one in limbo right now. Yeah. So that kinda that kinda takes me to the point of I wanna just say this real quickly about where I think the MCU stands right now. Sure. So I think when what we're looking at right now, when we look at what is left and confirmed, and that when I say confirmed, I mean it's done. We know we're going to see it before the year is out. Right. So before everybody starts, well, what about this? This is this. There's some of that stuff we're going to see in 2024. It's just a matter of not. It's not if. It's when. So I'm not worried about that right at the moment. Right. I believe the only two in 24 are Agatha and they they pushed out Ironheart because apparently killing the momentum after your Wakanda forever, it's like, nice job, Disney. Well, and, well, there's a few other things, too, but... No, just a few. So so, so let's, let's deal with what we know right, right now. And what we know left on the Marvel schedule is in October is Loki Season 2. Yep. As it stands right now, the Marvel's in November, and then at the end of November, the entire series Echo dropping on one day. Which in itself is kind of unnerving, but for yeah. different well, well, reasons. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But Loki, I'm one of the few that wasn't, that I know of, that didn't just go all gaga over Loki season one. There's moments I liked in it, but there was things there were things about it that I had issues Yeah, yeah. I I that's, can I can see that. Yep. That's just me personally. So I'm I have guarded optimism for Loki season two, but there's some things with Loki season two that we will discuss when Loki season two is upon us. Right. Because... And I'm just gonna say this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about the MCU canonizing 1960s McDonald's. Yep, there's that too, but... I I mean, I mean, look, the uniforms were cheesy and kind of stupid, but I'm just yeah. like, really, Feige, that's, that's what you want to be remembered for? That? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. If, if, if the Marvels does not get moved, and right now it's looking like it won't be. But if the Marvels does not get moved, I think that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much so, yes. Echo is going to be interesting because I, I'm not convinced Echo is going to be a great show. However, the daredevil aspect of Echo and what I think Echo is going to end up being known for is being a kind of a prequel series for Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, yeah, that's... Look, that's been my hang-up. I think Echo is going to be sabotaged because all it is is essentially a way to, you know, get the Daredevil train going again. 
which I'm fine with if it's a bridge show. But I think the difference is compared to Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are now going in with the mindset. And I think this is why Disney said they're dropping it all on one day. So people kind of get in that mindset. Right. That this is yeah. a bridge show to set up their depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um... So, which, so those are the three things remaining. And then I think once Echo comes out, you're going to have to start getting ready to see a new approach to the MCU. Because I think, I think they're, they will, I know we have what if season two, which will, but that's a totally different thing. And I don't think that's going to, well, at this point, I think you're just going to well, put it out. Now, now time out. Mm-hmm. The, the whole of the MCU, that whole new approach is obviously after Avengers came dynasty and Avengers secret wars. Well, but yes, no, no, no. But the the rethinking of the Disney Plus MCU extension wing, whatever you want to call it, needs to be seriously overhauled. Well, I so th- that's getting to my point. Okay, go ahead. I, I think what you're going to see happen with the MCU going forward after Echo mm-hmm. is I think you can expect a massive slowdown and you're going to hear secret wars and King dynasty probably push back until at least 2027 for NLU. I would say 2029, 2027 seems awfully gracious. Well, I I think there's more. Aren't they sitting at 2025 and 2026 respectively right now? Yeah. So I think what you're going to see is maybe a, a, 2026 for the first one and a late 2027 early 2028 for the second one probably but the reason i say 2029 is given certain things that may you know creep to a, a swift resolution i see i see marvel having to push back again well i think everybody a lot of things are gonna have to be pushed back eh, but probably but when i look at the mcu right now i think there's some key things coming up before we get to the King Dynasties because I'm not I'm honestly King Dynasty and Secret Wars are so far off my radar at this point because there's some big things that have to be addressed before we even get to that. Oh some major things. Uh first and foremost is Deadpool three, which will be out in twenty twenty four. As soon as this strike ends, they're gonna finish it and have that ready to go. Yeah, I'm so- I'm just gonna predict they move it back to that November spot because I don't see I any think, scenario where it hits May. I'm not, I know, but I could see a July 4th release. Oh, that would be pretty badass, not gonna lie. So, because I think they want Deadpool for the summer. But I, I, think, do, I do not think it hits that May release. Oh, it's definitely not hitting that May. There is no, no unless, I mean, unless the strike ends in the next two weeks, it's not hitting that May. Right. Well, even if it ends in the next two, I do not think it hits that May date. But because what was it? What was it sitting at? May fourth. Yeah, May fourth. It might get pushed back to later in May. Maybe like that May thirty first slot. Probably, yeah. But Deadpool three is going to be important because Deadpool three. What people don't real. What I think what people aren't realizing is as fun as Deadpool is going to be and all the craziness that's going to be. Deadpool 3 is going to close the door on the X-Men Fox universe. 
Yeah, by basic to... by basically doing a loose adaptation of Deadpool Kills of Fox Universe. Yeah, which I think is brilliantly funny. Yeah, and I, I but and I think I think it's necessary, and I think by doing that, well, and, and having... also and also funny because a lot of Fox's output was under shit. Yeah, well, right. I'm, I'm not arguing that point. Well, what that is going to do by bringing Deadpool into the MCU proper. Yeah, I think it opens the door for that one particular word to start being getting more circulation instead of these little tiny teases that we. Yeah, made. no, I can see that. Yeah. Then oh. after Dead, then after Deadpool, because I th- I think what you're going to see is I think there's going to be a couple of these Disney. Let me put it this way: I'm not completely sold that Ironheart's ever going to happen. I think Ironheart is something that could easily be on the chop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know what? I I think you're right, and that disappoints me for reasons I'm not going to get into now because we've gone a uh, little over yeah. over time at right. this point anyway. I, I think I think there's a few of these projects that are are on the chop that could be ending up being on the chopping block. Yeah, I we're think not, we're not going into that, Kyle. No, no, no. I'm, but what, what what I'm what I'm saying though is there's the stuff that's that's coming up sooner because. Deadpool three is your first key point, right? Yeah, your, I think your net obviously your next key point and is and I think a lot of that will clear out pretty will start shaping up pretty quickly as soon as the strike is over and they can actually talk about it. Yeah, is Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, because I think I think that is the focus of where Kevin Feige and Bob Iger and the Marvel Universe energy is right now. It's like. We have to make Fantastic Four right. Well, what the focus should be is film, and uh, if they were smart... No, no, no. No, no, no. If they were smart, Disney Plus would become a a depository for things after their theatrical run. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, but this is a totally separate conversation. I'll just say this. And I I know your, your feelings, and I... And I respect you know I respect them. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, though, let, let's be one hundred percent realistic. That is a genie. Streaming services going back to being just a depository is a genie that will never be put back into that bottle. Uh, wait, it wouldn't be going back to being a depository. It would actually be a depository. Yeah, but it's that. That's never going. Stream, streaming original content is something that's not going back in the bottle. Being put away. Well, I'm sorry if you if you go by the standards of Secret Invasion again, bringing it back around. Not this, not this different branches of discussion, Kyle. Right in the Secret Invasion trench. If you bring it right back to Secret Invasion, if those are the standards by your streaming, then well, you have failed. Well, but. You, again, I'm going to come back to something I said to you off mic, too, is right. that what what I what I told you off mic a couple a few days ago was if you're going to make it a streaming show, it has to be eight episodes minimum. True. If, no if argument going there. Make, it has to be eight. If you're if you're if you're trying to do six, unless it's a very special reason why you're doing six. And I'll give you an example. What would be a special reason 
when your lead actor is Samuel eight at the age that Samuel Jackson is at, and he says, I'm up to doing six, you work around that. In this case, there was there was other things at play here. There was, that's that, but I'm just saying that would that would be something I would consider a special. Yeah, exemption. no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, eight should be the bare minimum for any streaming series that they do. So yeah. what 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 I'm what I'm saying is Fantastic Four Four is the next film is is the next big film. Right. That that they have to get right. Yeah. I no, think there's a no. couple. Kyle, we'll have a different discussion with that at yeah, no. our time. Right. Yeah, I I think what I'm what I'm what the point I'm getting at here, David, is that I do think that there's going to be a change in the landscape with the MCU after. Right, this and that's a larger action. conversation to have yeah. later. Yeah, is what so, I'm but that, that's all I'm saying because I think I think there's a couple of Disney project plus projects that are still on the board that will remain on Disney plus. Yeah, you, unfortunately. Well, I think I, I well. I'm gonna be honest with you. Agatha should be a Disney Plus show. Like I said, different conversation another time, Kyle. Yep. Uh, all right. So, any other thoughts on uh, Secret Invasion? Uh, just that it's better left sealed in the place where they keep the Ark. Yeah, that's true. That... Hey Fury, maybe you could keep these six episodes in one of your little. Uh, you know, grave sites with Wakanda. Let me tech. put it this way: you you know it's a struggling show when they when Disney decides over oh, putting the first three episodes out for free on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting move. Yeah, so but I'd rather not go into the brain fart moves of uh, Disney right now. I know, but I'm just saying that's that's the only point I'm making is you know what it did not was not a successful show. So am I. Yeah, when they're making that point. So, uh, all right. Well, gang, that'll bring us to the end of uh, you know our uh, just call me Fury secret invasion classified, or should I say, blase invasion sealed up. I, for me, am well. Okay, gang. One final housekeeping note: our next uh, spinoff show will be. Um, well, hopefully a cheerier one. Uh, certainly looks promising. Um, a lot more uh, action and less talky-talky than uh, just sitting in rooms. We will be discussing uh, this fall, uh, Loki Season 2, in our spin-off series, Loki and the Terrible, Horrible, Really, Really, Really Messed Up Timelines. Booby? Hello? We have a little bit of a situation we wanted to run by you. Mobius! Wow! Great to see you again! That, that's what's been happening. Wow. Time slipping. Wait, time, you know that? Yeah. You've seen that? Yeah. Can you fix that? No. It's impossible to time slip in the TVA. I know, but we just saw it happen. Yeah. I've been pulled through time between the past and the present. Hello? If what I saw is true, there's nothing to stand between this world and utter destruction. Only one way to find out.
little good old-fashioned legwork. Listen, we have different styles. You're a man of action, which is fine. I take a more slow, deliberate, cerebral approach. It's really goodbye. It's up to us to save this place. Is this cracked? You're good. Whatever we do, we're playing God. We are gods. But how do you choose who lives and who dies? Make the hard choice. It's him. You better run! War is on its way. Come on, you're the god of mischief. Always have been. Always will be. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Oh, wait, wait a minute. There could be a lot of talking in that because Loki does like to do a lot of the talky talking. Yeah, and that's true too, doesn't he? He does do that a little too much. He is well. He is a silver tongue devil, uh, god of mischief. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been saying for a while he would make a great young Palpatine. Where's that story, Star Wars? There, I just had to say it, Kyle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now right, my turn so... to reel you back in. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I see. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, all right. So, for me and my co-host, Kyle Wagner, I'll just say, end by saying this. Trust no one. No, really, don't do it. Thanks for listening to Just Call Me Fury, Secret Invasion Classified. Fury. Since you've been gone. Covering the MCU series G Secret Invasion. Things have gotten much worse. Streaming exclusively on Disney Plus. All Things MCU Marvel is a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. You're in no shape for this fight that lies before us, old friend. This podcast is meant for informational purposes only. All rights reserved. This is personal. Very few of us know about the wars fought in the shadows that have raged on this planet. Do you feel responsible? And no infringement intended. Where are the Avengers? war is one I have to fight. Alone. You're the most wanted man on the planet. You don't know what they have planned for you. 
Great Neck Fury. 